Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crow portrays an ex-homicide detective, unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. Hey, folks, before we start the show today, let's talk about our Amazon link at bobseska.com. If you're a parent of teen girls and you're looking for a way to explain to them about abortion and the right to choose, go to Amazon through our Amazon link to purchase Kimberly Johnson's young adult novel, Peyton's Choice. And besides, tomorrow is her birthday, and the best thing you can do for her is go buy a copy of her book. It's the story of a 12th grader who loses her virginity and gets pregnant in the process. It's about relationships, a girl's place in the world, and a right to choose that's increasingly endangered in the age of Trump. Again, search for Peyton's Choice by Kimberly Johnson through our Amazon link. Just click the all caps links beneath the logo and you're all set using our link will take you to the front page of amazon where you shop as normal but because you used our link we receive a small commission on some of your purchases thanks for shopping through our amazon link and now let the cartoons begin broadcasting from resistance headquarters relentlessly fighting back against the clown dictator and his regime of deplorables never give up never surrender this is the bob seska show presented by bubblegenius.com hey let us one last fate take everything we had and not just from us from our fathers and from our fathers fathers and from our fathers 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 yeah and from our fathers 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 don't labor the point and what have they ever given us in return the aqueduct? What? The aqueduct? Oh, yeah, yeah, they did give us that. Uh, that's true, yeah. And the sanitation. Oh, yeah, the sanitation, Reg. Remember what the city used to be like? Yeah, all right, I'll grant you, the aqueduct and sanitation are two things the Romans had done. And the roads? Well, yeah, obviously yeah. the roads. I mean, the roads go without sand, don't they? But apart from the sanitation, the aqueduct and the roads... Irrigation? Medicine? Huh? Education? Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, all right, fair enough. And the wine? Yeah, yeah, that's something we've really missed, Reg, if the Romans left. <laughs> Public baths. And it's safe to walk in the streets at night now, Reg. Yeah, they certainly know how to keep order. Let's face it, the only ones who could in a place like this. <laughs> <laughs> All right, but apart from the sanitation, the medicine, education, wine, public order, irrigation, roads, a fresh water system and public health, what have the Romans ever done for us? Brought peace? Oh, peace! Shut up! Bob Seska! I don't know what we're yelling about! The Bob Seska Show! cracks me up every time from our nation's capital it is tuesday july 16 2019 and this is the bob seska show presented by bubblegenius.com what's up my name is bob what's happening hello bob 
Day 908 of the Trump crisis. Day 71 of the constitutional crisis. 473 days until the 2020 presidential election. And oh, look, here he is, my friend Buzz Burbank, sitting right over there. Hey, Buzz. Hi, Bob. Hi, everybody. Oh, man, I love the pythons. And uh, I recently (laughs) finally got around to uh, reading uh, Michael Palin's book, uh, Always Look on the Bright Side of Life. Yes. And speaking of the bright side of life, I'm excited. Look, I brought some candles this week. Uh, People people said it was too dark in here. That's right. I've been told. I realized later, after last week's show, that I was about as helpful as a sad cheerleader. (laughs) A little bit, but you know what? As I keep saying, you know, uh, we keep making all the stops because they keep ringing the bell. That's (laughs) That's right. Well, I can can say this about my time here last week. I kept my underwear on the entire time. Oh, bonus! Ah, you know. Thank you. Thank you for that. Uh, Oh, listen, I heard uh, Trump has a new jobs program. He's going to hire people who are tired and poor to scrape the inscription off the Statue of Liberty. Ah, perfect. Perfect. That's a great use of their time, certainly. Yeah, yeah. Something everyone and needs the, to do. And, and I thought this was interesting. The House is expected to pass a resolution condemning over-ripened bananas. No, that's and, and, true, maybe. In, wait, in other news, bananas are expected to continue to over-ripen. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Later in the show, Bob and I will summon the ghost of John McCain to jump out and surprise Lindsey Graham. <laughs> well, here's the deal. Uh, before we dive into some things, and I, I do want to go back to what you were just saying about the, the darkness of the show. The dark side. Yeah, yes. we're going to come back to that in a second. But attention, Steph heads, uh, from right now through July 28th, Listeners nationwide can vote for Stephanie Miller for the Radio Hall of Fame by texting the message 70 to 877-370-VOTE. That's 8683. One vote is permitted per cell phone number. Votes may also be received at RadioVote.com, where everyone can cast one vote per email address. The outcome of the listener vote counts as one vote among the Radio Hall of Fame nominating committee votes. We need your help. Absolutely. Start your voting now. Tell all your friends to vote, too. Share it on your social media as well using the hashtags, hashtag vote for Steph and hashtag Radio Hall of Fame. So thank you for doing that. Thank you for supporting Stephanie Miller uh, because she belongs in the Radio Hall of Fame. Absolutely. She does. Yep. She yep. does. Absolutely. She deserves it. That's why you should do it. Yeah. But it's always the, it's always the plugs with you, isn't it? <laughs> try and I get them all in. I try to squeeze them all in here at the top of the show. But uh, yeah, so it was interesting. And this wasn't, a, I, I wouldn't say this was a common complaint from last week's show because I thought last week's shows were perfect shows, as they always are. Because we always do perfect shows. I I enjoyed it. Yeah, so did I. So did I. But um, apparently a few people, I would say maybe maybe fewer than five people, said that uh, last week's shows were really, really dark and depressing. And one person even called the shows whiny, which is strange. So we have a solution for this. And I will, in our defense, anyway. a little bit before I get to other solutions, in our defense, what happens in the news guides the tone of the show i mean we can't if, sure. if there's rapists and and child internment camps and there's like, going to be there's going to be a little whining yes you know, when things like that occur <laughs> a little bit yes because yeah. we're we're human beings and we react to the news the way we react to the news we could candy coat but i don't think that would be honest that wouldn't be keeping it real i tried that for a while <laughs> see now i have a solution for all of this. If things get okay. too dark, if we really start to 
fall down into that bottomless pit of despair that is all part and parcel of the Trump administration following the soaking. Soaking doesn't help. Soaking doesn't quite help. But what we have <laughs> no. here is uh, a little bit of happy music. To- Everything is ah. great. Yeah. Everything is grand. I got the whole wide world in the palm of my hand. Internment camps. Everything is perfect. Yep. It's falling into place. Racist president. I can't seem to wipe this smile off my face. Life's a happy song. And there's someone by my side to sing along. That's right, me and Buzz singing along. I wish when I knew the words. Okay, so we're going to bring this out anytime things get a little too dark. That's a that's good a, idea. That's a fine, fine idea because we need that occasionally, right? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. You need to pick things up. And so why not with some happy music? <laughs> so uh, I think this Perfect. is going to be even worse than the darkness. That's my <laughs> You'll be sorry you brought it up. I know. What can I say? All right. Um, okay, so Trump has uh, recommended to. Uh, Attorney General Bill Barr, that he uh, investigate Google. This is brand new. And and not just investigating Google for some sort of, uh, you know, uh, corporate malfeasance. He wants uh, to have Google investigated for treason. And, sure. and why is that? Because Peter Thiel pushed an evidence-free conspiracy theory about Google colluding with China. China! Over, not, not over till we say it's over. <laughs> That's right. So Google, apparently, according to the president, according to uh, Bill Barr, too, is colluding with China. So he heard something on Fox News Channel Uh for 11 seconds on Fox and Friends, I assume, and has decided based on that, that he wants to have Google investigated for treason. This is <laughs> well. Eleven seconds is his attention span, right? So yeah, that's true. that makes sense. Yeah, makes a yeah. certain amount of sense. Now, I mean, I, I don't know. You know, I I never know uh, what to make of some of this because mm-hmm. some of it just seems like a noise. Yeah. Uh, and you know, m- maybe he will investigate, and uh, maybe they won't find anything. I yeah. I don't I don't know how to react to this when. Everything else is on fire, you know. Right, I, mean, I know, I know. Yeah, it, it's hard to know how to react to any one thing when everything else is on fire. Well, here's the problem: we don't know whether or not he's going to actually go through with any of this crap. I mean, that's right. the thing. In fact, I was talking right. about this with John Fugel saying on his show on a Sirius XM yesterday: is this idea that Donald Trump is constantly threatening crap like this, where he says, uh-huh. well, "Okay, you know what? We're going to start raids. Uh, we're going to send ICE around to all the major cities, and they're going to start rounding up immigrants on Sunday, Sunday." Sunday, Sunday, get ready, stand by, stay tuned, same bat channel, and then it doesn't happen. And that's exactly what we may be seeing here. I don't think he's actually going to have William Barr investigate Google for treason of all fucking things. Or this might be another one of those cases where uh, someone like Barr says, uh, okay, yes, Mr. President, of course, sure we will. Yeah. And then, you know, kind of does, but doesn't. Right. Uh, that happens a lot, and uh, however, uh, don't underestimate William Barr. Now that we know what he's done, what yeah. we've just learned in the last 24 hours about what he did five months ago when he got the job. Well, the same thing's going to happen when it comes to this uh, investigation of the investigators. Uh, you know, uh, William right. Barr's right. investigation, uh, Bill Barr's investigation of the uh, of the investigators who launched the, the Russia investigation, the FBI, CIA, so on. I don't know that that's actually happening. 
And it, it really doesn't matter because ultimately it's about the propaganda for Trump. That's all Trump wants to get out there. No one's going to go to the border. In fact, I think Rachel Maddow was talking about this last night. No one's going to go to the border to make sure that when he says the wall has been built, that it's actually been built. None of his supporters are going to actually verify that. They're just going to accept that it's happening because right, they believe no, yeah. everything he says, even though we have verifiable information saying that in a lot of ways, Donald Trump's government is operating independently of Donald Trump, where there are things that Donald Trump has been yeah. saying and threatening, and then there's the actual reality of what's been happening. Now, that's not to say that there are things that Donald Trump has threatened that he's actually followed through with. These are all things right. that have actually occurred. But I would say a good half of everything Donald Trump threatens to do, he never actually does or pretends that is actually happening, but isn't it isn't really happening. We live in a world of three dimensional chess now. Yeah, uh, we, we have, our minds blown when we saw in Star Trek that uh, chess could be uh, in layers. <laughs> and, and, and what we have now is government. Mm. that's in, in layers. We don't just have the three branches of government. We have, uh, you know, what Trump uh, believes and does and what his inner circle is able to do. And then we have what the, the career professionals are doing. And then we have, you know, and so, it, you know, it's functioning at, at these, at this sort of three dimensional level. Yeah. Uh, and, and you can't, you can't, there's no way that can be accountable. Mm -hmm. There's no way that that can have the transparency that government here is supposed to have. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there's information that we have today showing that ICE did not indeed start any raids over weekend. In fact, yeah, another week is normal. It appears to be a week no different than any other in terms of the number of raids conducted. Yeah, in fact, ICE would not confirm any arrests. Trump, however, claimed that the ICE raids were very successful. People came into our country illegally, illegally, he said. Illegally, oh, yeah, illegally. Yeah. Uh, many, many were taken out on Sunday. You just didn't know about it. Right. Uh, uh, sure. This is the I know more than you do about it argument. And, yeah. uh, you know, while that might be credible in some cases, this is mm -hmm. not one of them. Uh, certainly not considering the source. Uh, no, this this has been so far a week like any other. So you ask yourself, well, what was all the hoopla about? I mean, uh, liberals were pulling their hair out over yeah. this, and and uh, you know it was all over all over television. Why all the hoopla if if nothing happened? Well, the hoopla was the point. The fear, yeah, was the point. Yeah. It was done to terrorize. It was done to terrorize to placate the base and uh, uh, to play on what Trump believes is his strongest political strength and the greatest political strength, and that is immigration. Yeah. So uh, th this was a win-win-win for him, uh, whether it was or not. Yeah. Well, in fact, the placate the base part of what you said, too, is right. especially true, because I think that's right. entirely what's going on here. In fact, that's why he's lying about the number of people apprehended. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. In fact, you know, he's got uh, uh, Bill Barr doing a lot of his work here as far as uh, let's see. I mean, you know, the story turning now to the racist president <laughs> last week, we we're referring to him as the rape president. But now he is the racist rapist president. You, you can be good at more than one thing yeah that's true he's multitasking i guess that's we're supposed sure. to believe well, he's a nimble president he can dodge between being racist and rapist or well, he, can, he can be those things at the same time too let's not get carried away with nimble <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean th th again going back to what i was saying about bill barr here um apparently with this eric garner investigation and how the uh the officer has not been charged 
in the chokehold death of Eric Garner, which is just an absolute outrage. Um, this was a consequence, apparently, according to ABC News, of Bill Barr stepping in. A, sure. a senior DOJ official said Bill Barr made f- a final call on decisions to uh, not move forward on prosecuting Officer Pantaleo in Eric Garner's death, siding with Eastern District of New York and that recommendation over DOJ's own Civil Rights Division, which recommended prosecution. Again, the Department of Justice recommended that this guy, Pantaleo, get uh, uh, prosecuted, and Bill Barr stepped in and said, nope, nope, we're not going to do that because everything is horrendous and everything is terrible, and uh, what, what can we say? Um, the Trump administration has made it clear from day one, and it was certainly part of Jeff Sessions' original mission, was to kill all the police brutality cases, to mm-hmm. stop all the cooperation agreements between the federal government and local police departments that would uh, change training, that would uh, crack down on uh, excessive force. Yeah. Uh, and, and all of that, all of that went out the window with the arrival of the Trump administration. This is just another step in that. This is a significant one. Uh, one day before the deadline for uh, filing such a, uh, filing a decision on this case, um, they come out with this decision and not to pursue uh, a civil rights charge uh, against, uh, against the, that officer who, who killed Eric Garner. And, and the local prosecutors, if you recall, uh, were not convinced that they could uh, convince a jury beyond a reasonable doubt that the, the officer intended to strangle this guy. And although there was video evidence, there was the sort of uh, there was a, a, a bit of a nebulousness uh, to it that uh, that it wasn't clear whether yeah. it was a chokehold or what police call a seatbelt hold, yeah. and so you know there there were there were problems there and and it didn't get prosecuted locally and now it has but all of this also led to those demonstrations uh, in in the streets yeah. across the country and the and the I can't breathe T-shirts they wore and the signs they carried and and that phrase that they chanted. Uh, so I, you know, I, uh, it'll be interesting to see how America reacts to this decision. Yeah. I would say the, I can't breathe statement that which was right. Eric Garner's last words, right. <laughs> I would say that's right. a pretty good indicator that maybe you're choking a guy to death. And yeah. it seems to me as if that's all, right. oh, that's all the, the evidence you need that this guy knew what he was doing. And of course the DOJ civil rights division thought, Oh, this is absolutely an intentional chokehold. I mean, the guy meant to choke this guy out. Right. right. And, uh, and and so you, that's all you need to know. And of course, this doesn't matter to Trump anymore. What matters is no. keeping those bigots and racists and white supremacists happy so that they can go out and vote for Donald Trump, that they can contribute to him. And the timing of this, I mean, the timing of this Eric Garner decision right on the heels of telling uh, what we're now calling the squad you know, the uh, the faction of uh, AOC and Rashida Tlaib and, and Aliana Presley and who am I missing? Uh, Ilan Omar. Yeah, those yes, are the, those yes. are the four. Uh, it's telling them all to go home, to go back to their countries of origin, right. even though three of the four of them were all born here and were right. American citizens still are. And, the, and Omar, for her part, uh, even though she was born in a different country, she's been an American citizen longer than Melania Trump. Yeah, so, for nearly for nearly twenty years, yeah. and uh, yeah, after being a refugee, yes, yeah, yeah. So all four American citizens born inside the United States, except one, became a refugee at age ten when a civil war devastated Somalia, 
And uh, while he didn't mention them by name, Trump's tweets were directed at the members of the so-called squad who were elected. Duly to- elected. Yeah, duly elected uh, members of Congress. Yeah. So this is the context that we get this Eric Garner news to. And they're not backing away from it. Trump's not going to back away. In fact, he's been tripling down. And, and he doesn't even know. He doesn't understand the fact that the main thing that it's doing is it's unifying the House Democrats. Uh, something that Nancy Pelosi couldn't do, certainly AOC couldn't do it. But who's bringing them together? Donald fucking Trump is bringing yeah, together for the now. House for Democrats. Now. Yeah. I, for now, and I hope it lasts, and I hope that uh, Democrats, I, I fear that they won't, but I hope that Democrats learn a lesson from this and are more cautious about going forward. Of course, the Democratic presidential candidates are going to have to compete, and yep. uh, that will occasionally get uncomfortable. But, uh, it, you know, it, it, you, it's one of those things where it's okay to say something about, uh, uh, it's okay for you to say something bad about a member of your family, but for an outsider yeah. to say something bad about your a member of your family is an entirely different thing. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, so I, and I think there's some of that psychology at play here, too. Yeah, that's true. But I ultimately, this is a, this is a move to just keep those people happy. And I, I don't understand how... Donald Trump plans to win with 40% of the vote. Uh, it's it's unlikely that you I can read win with 40%. Today, I read today that Republican strategists see it as a trade-off, that knowing now that they have lost suburban women, yeah. <laughs> what they what they hope to gather in exchange are, you know, racists. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Good job. You've got the racists. So, Maybe we can tip it with that. I, you know, I don't think you can win with that. I hope not. It, but it is shocking, isn't it? And yeah. and isn't this a reminder that the problem is not Donald Trump? The problem is the mood and the people who elected Donald Trump. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's the problem. That's the scariest thing of this uh, of all. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, in in my opinion, and and that's why it's why Republicans are so scared to uh, call Trump's remarks racist. Uh, and to call him out for them, they're frightened. And and I, you know, I used to hear this all the time, and I I poo pooed it. But but they're frightened of Russia's. Uh, I'm sorry. <laughs> Funny that worked its way in. They're they're frightened. They're frightened of Trump's supporters. Yeah. Uh, they they uh, running for reelection in the Senate and and a few in the House uh, in 2020. Uh, don't dare uh, go against this president when you look at the support he's getting from the Republican voters that the, those Republicans in Congress uh, are seeking. And and so they're not going to alienate that group. And so mm-hmm. they are paralyzed with fear. They Even they, when they know in their hearts that they, he's wrong, they they dasn't say anything about it. I'm going to use all the words no one uses. Uh, <laughs> Uh, say anything about it because uh, because they can't afford to lose the votes. It's just yeah. that simple. Yeah, it really is. And uh, again, I, I'm not sure what the end game is here other than keeping those people happy, but it seems like they're already happy. So maybe this is uh, just a matter of Donald Trump expressing what he's always believed. This is Donald mm-hmm. Trump playing the Southern strategy. And, uh, you know, it's, it's entertaining to watch people like Candace Owens deny that there's actually a Southern strategy when we actually, when we see it in practice right here and now and this is absolutely it this is what the republicans have been doing for years years and years and years for decades going back to uh, uh the time period after barry goldwater got his clock cleaned in the 64 this is, election 
This is a little different, though. This is a nationwide yeah. Southern strategy. Right. This right. is not just the South. This is for racists in, in any part of America. Mm. All across this great land of ours, if you're a racist, you can get on board, too. Yeah. And, and the really uh, uh, fascinating aspect of this is Donald Trump thinks he's going to help himself now by denying that he's a racist. He says, those tweets were not racist, he said on Twitter today. I don't have a racist bone in my body. And then he should have added, believe me, because whenever he's lying, he says, believe me. Or of course, yeah. nobody is less racist than I am. That's his other standard tell. Right? Yeah, it's his other tell. The so-called vote to be taken is, oh, yeah, the Democrats are going to uh, pass a, a resolution today in the House yes. con- condemning these remarks, which I think is a that- positive step forward, don't you think? Well, it it. It certainly feels like it. And again, I don't mean to rain on people's parade, but it was like uh, one of my opening jokes there. You could pass a resolution condemning overripened bananas, but they're still going to overripen. That's true. Uh, I'd really rather see them do something rather than just say something, which is what a resolution is. Now, it's imperative that it be said. But are we going to do anything? Well, based on recent performance, I'm going to say no. Well, apparently there's a congressman uh, named uh, Al Green. Not that. Oh yeah, no. I know. Yeah, I know who you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. Al Green says he plans to force a vote on articles of impeachment against Trump by next week. The move could force uh, the House to consider the measure for the first time, even though House Speaker Nancy Pelosi opposes it. Green cited Trump's racist tweets and statements as the impetus for his call to hold an impeachment vote. I don't think the vote's going to go through. But again, these are all small moves toward, I believe, well, an end game that needs to occur. It's not the first time. Uh, yeah. I believe Al Green was part of a coalition or a coalition, maybe two or three <laughs> lawmakers who, in the very early days of the Trump administration, introduced uh, articles of impeachment and got nowhere with them. And, and, and this will go nowhere either as long as Nancy Pelosi says no impeachment, yeah. which opens up a whole nother discussion now, doesn't it? <laughs> right, right. So we've got a uh, we've got a rapist president who's also a racist president. I like these. Uh, uh, there's a cartoon going around uh, showing a scrabble board and the word right. uh, well you assume it would either be racist or rapist uh, and then the uh two letters you have remaining the two uh tiles you have remaining for scrabble uh are an r and a c yeah which one do you put in there i don't know is there, either one will work is there a c pat is there a c <laughs> right i'd like to solve the puzzle now yeah yeah so everything is uh everything is horrible everything is oh wait no i guess it's great everything is grand yeah it's fine bob Beautiful, isn't it? Getting getting too dark. Falling into place. I can't seem to wipe this smile off my face. You're happy. Yeah, sing along at home. Sing along in your car, right? When you're alone, life can be a little rough. Oh, I don't want to hear that. I know it's way way too sad. Yeah, he he was getting into the sad part. We have to cut it off before the sad part. That's Uh, true. But it just I think it proves how (laughs) cheerful and optimistic Bob and I are, and uh, we want you to know we're going on the road this summer with up with people. So that's right. I almost totally forgot, and that starts next week because I'm on vacation next week. That's right. Yeah, it'll be fun. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, and speaking of great news, this is the greatest news ever. See how I'm trying to see the cup half full now, Buzz. Please, Uh, please go for it. Yeah, CNN reports that the SDNY investigation into the Trump organization is uh, is over, and and guess what? No charges. Everything is great. Everything is grand. I got Uh the whole wide world. Yeah, sure. 
Okay, I'm just shut that up. No, man. see, wait, I, but see, you've you've you haven't even gotten to the darkest part of this story. Oh, I, uh, is there a Come darker part than that? Grab grab your flashlight and follow me into this cave. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right, let's it's hear a, it. This is a, keep your hands inside the car. This is a dark ride. Right. Um, we, what's amazing about this? We just found out from CNN yesterday what what Bob said. Uh, and and but we also. Uh, noticed an interesting coincidence mm. when we got the news that the SDNY investigation had for some time been shut down, yeah. uh, the one into Trump's business affairs, yeah. uh, where we laughed last, last left our story, if you'll recall, in January, uh, was that uh, these federal investigators at SDNY had requested papers, documents, and interviews mm -hmm. uh, with people from uh, the Trump organization as they prepared to go forth with their investigation. And uh, then they didn't. Uh, there were no interviews. Yep. The, the papers were boxed up, but were never delivered. What happened? What happened? What what changed? Oh, that's right. It was also in January that William Barr was confirmed as Attorney General. That's right. What a freaking coincidence! Everything is great. Everything is grand. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Yeah, I told yeah. you it was a dark ride. Let's get out of here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> There's a whole timeline of events that leads us to that conclusion, I think, too. And uh, yep, yep, uh, yep. Josh Marshall tweeted something uh, to this effect, put the dates all together with the events. April 2018, Deputy U.S. Attorney Robert Kuzumai supervising case after recusal of U.S. Attorney Jeffrey Berman, who was a Trump appointee that replaced uh, yes. Preet Bharara, right? Uh, right? Signs off on the raids of Michael Cohen's home and workplaces. That was uh, April last year. December 2018, this past December, Cohen sentenced to three years in prison. January 2019, U.S. Attorney's Office requests interviews with Trump Organization officials. Office never follows up, and interviews never take place. Oh, God, there we are. Uh, February 2019, Bill Barr sworn in as Attorney General. Uh, January mm -hmm. through February 2019, communications between U.S. Attorney's Office and Trump Organization executives ends. Stop. Yep. Uh, March 2019, Kuzumai leaves the government. And then July of 2019, CNN reports investigation likely to end with no criminal charges. There you go. What a series what a wonderful series of coincidences, isn't it? Yes. Uh, how did all those things come together just naturally and organically like that? You know, I and and know. here's the thing. And and again, I you know, I I and I tell you, my attitude is different this week. I'm not. I last week I was sullen, sullen. Let me see if I can say that a little bit. I, I got Tom Brokaw disease. Last week I was sullen, uh, and uh, this week I'm I'm angry uh, and uh, frustrated. Uh, but angry and it, we've lost the justice department that's been corrupted now yeah uh, the game the to every extent that trump has been able to management the game is now rigged mm -hmm. and the only way to change it unfortunately i think our hands are tied at this point because i see no hope from congress uh, and uh, under nancy's leadership and i don't want her to leave i want to stress yeah. that i want her to do the right thing there's a difference between those two things mm. but she isn't and as long as that's the case and uh, the courts haven't been terribly helpful a little bit but yeah. not much and we don't have a justice department anymore um our options are somewhat limited here. Yeah. Uh, yeah. In other words, I think we're kind of in a bind until the 2020 election and uh, that could go either way. Yeah. So, you know, uh, this is uh, the, the election I to put a more positive spin on it. The election is our real hope. And yeah. uh, I guess we somehow have to try to focus on that uh while shooting down the racism and 
and everything else, all the other little fires we have to put out along the way. Is there any doubt that Bill Barr was hired to be Donald Trump's personal lawyer? I mean, that's no, what the, not at all. He's yeah. Roy Cohn. It's what he's always wanted, and he's yeah. getting. He's getting it. He's getting the advice that he always wanted. He's getting the obedience that he always wanted. He always believed that Robert F. Kennedy served uh, JFK's interests mm -hmm. and, that, and that Eric Holder served Barack Obama's interests uh, despite no particular evidence of this, especially in Obama's case. Yeah. Uh, but uh, and, and so he wanted, he wanted a guy who was as loyal and helpful and protective that protective being the key word, yeah. as he believed that those other attorneys general had been. Uh, and he certainly got it in Bill Barr, and uh, the Senate just confirmed him right on through because that's what they do. The big question I have is whether or not Bill Barr is on the RNC payroll. He should be. I mean, he's if you're doing subcontractor work for the RNC, you got to... <laughs> You can at least pick up a check. I well, mean, he's but... a lawyer. Maybe he can negotiate something. <laughs> I <know. laughs> but I mean, in all seriousness, he might as well just be a Donald Trump campaign operative because he's acting purely right. out of uh, protecting Donald Trump. Anything that might right. damage Donald Trump, Bill Barr is going to step in and wipe it away and do his best to make sure that those investigations go away. Whether it's this, uh, you know, stepping in and interfering in the Eric Garner investigation or this cop or this chokehold cop right. or whether it's this with the sdny investigation of the trump organization that i i just i feel like i'm getting dark there's no one guarding the store anymore and i get uh, mm -hmm. increasingly concerned that we're just floating and there's no one to grab us there's no net we, we still have journalists there are still yeah. a few a few a few yeah. there's still a few left in government Mm -hmm. We still have journalists, and we have the election. Uh, and the, yeah. the, the, there's 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 good reason to be optimistic about that. There's good reason to have hope about that. Right. And it certainly uh, gives us something to run on. Yeah. In fact, I tweeted that the other day. I was like, ah, we, we, there's no one guarding the store. We have no one to uh, hold Donald yeah, Trump accountable right. in any serious way. All we've got is the election. And then every reply was, well, Bob, we don't even have that. There's the, the election. <laughs> Everything is grand. I've the whole wide world in the palm of my hand. Yeah, that's right. Well, um, it's not too late, and I want to stress that I've not, I've not stopped wishing for uh, impeachment now. Mm -hmm. uh, oh, I still wish for it. I, I just have come to see what seems like the futility of it, but I still strongly believe in it. I, I you know, uh, the the racism uh, for uh, the reason for which Al Green has introduced uh, that, that the, the yeah. articles of impeachment. Yeah. Uh, and I love his albums. I know. Uh, this is That's why I keep giggling every time we mention I know, Al Green. I, go, I know. No, I really, really do love his music. <laughs> Uh, so, you know, naturally I'm fond of a lawmaker named yeah. Al Green, but he's uh, right. he's introduced this uh, on the grounds of racism, which if you read uh, what the Constitution says about the, the conduct and mm -hmm. behavior and words of a president, uh, this racism, this display of racism, oh, shocker, he's a racist? We didn't know that until this week. That's right. Uh, but this is impeachable. Mm -hmm. This is an impeachable offense. So uh, he's not just throwing impeachment up against the uh, wall it, it won't stick but but there's some weight behind uh, mm -hmm. uh and, and very reasonable weight behind this resolution that green has thrown out and I, I you know we brought up the election i think we're uh 
We're heading to an election that is obviously one of the most important of all time, if not the most important election that we've <laughs> yeah, ever uh, yeah. No, had. it really is. And what's sad is we've cried wolf about that too many times before. I know. We've always said this is the most important. Uh, and so now that it really is, uh, I don't know if anyone will, if that will mean anything. It was just another heartbreaking thing. Yeah. Uh, you know, it really is. Boy, it'd be wonderful to go back when... <laughs> To a time when no one gave a shit about presidential elections. Remember 1996, <laughs> where just it was oh, like, apathy. I don't know. Is there something apathy. going on this year? I don't know. I, it would be really nice if we just didn't see or hear from the president for a good long time. I, if there's anything that I want um, beyond closing all of these gaps that D Donald Trump has exposed, all of these problems that Donald Trump has created, and the, the crisis that he's manufactured, beyond that, all I want is for the next president to just stay the F out of our faces. Just give us some <laughs> yes, some yeah. time to just live our lives in which we don't have to deal with fuckery from the president of the United States on an hourly, Hello. in fact, uh, 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 on an every minute kind of basis. Every time we open Twitter, every time we open social media, some new bit of fuckery lands in our laps and we have to deal with it. I think that needs to end. I think it's creating uh, psychological stress that I don't think has even been charted yet. I think this that has been astounding. This has been astounding because yeah. uh, Hollywood public public relation folk will tell you that uh, there's such a thing as oversaturation mm -hmm. of uh, overexposure of being in the news too much mm -hmm. uh, that, that it's good to be in the news. But if you're in it too much, people get why hasn't that worked in Trump's case? Well, yeah. because there's another psychological factor at play, and that's the sort of hypnosis that uh, Trump has cast upon uh, these uh, these poor poor people. Yeah, absolutely. Well, let's uh, talk about plexiderm here a second, Buzz. Uh, in fact, we need some electoral plexiderm. We need plexiderm for <laughs> for our politics in the United States. It's, Something to smooth the wrinkles. <laughs> yes, that's right. Yeah. Uh, of course, Kimberly and I both tested plexiderm, and is absolutely amazing the the quickness with which it actually makes a noticeable change to your your bags and smaller wrinkles, your finer lines, and things like that. It's just an incredible thing to behold. Don't put whatever you do. Don't put hemorrhoid cream on your face. It's not meant for your face. Otherwise, it wouldn't be called hemorrhoid cream. And if you've got hemorrhoids on your face, then you've got a larger problem. And if you now do, he tells us. <laughs> <laughs> but with Plexiderm, Plexiderm really works. It's safe to use on an ongoing basis. You're, you, let's say you're going out that night. You're, you're got, you've got eye bags. You don't know what to do. You're going to look like hell. So you don't want to buy some sort of, you know, fad gel or cream that maybe takes months and months and months to work. You want, And you don't want to smell like hemorrhoid ointment. That's right. I mean, that would be, a, I think, a deal breaker for any meeting or date <laughs> Or Last date, date night. Right yeah, there. yeah. I said, what's that smell? Oh, that's hemorrhoid cream. Oh, great. But I mean, again, we're not talking about days or weeks to work. We're talking about a matter of minutes. Plexiderm is clinically studied serum that visibly eliminates under eye bags and wrinkles in just a few minutes. Did you hear that? Minutes. The science behind Plexiderm is incredible with clinical studies to back it up. If you look older and tired because of crow's feet, wrinkles, or under eye bags, you can look younger in just minutes with Plexiderm. See for yourself. Watch a real video with real people and see how fast all those crow's feet, wrinkles, and under-eye bags just disappear, vanish. 
Those results are backed up by Plexiderm's 30-day satisfaction guarantee. Go to triplexiderm.com. Use the promo code SEXYLIBERAL. That's two words, SEXYLIBERAL, for my discount. That's triplexiderm.com with the code SEXYLIBERAL or call 1-800-685-1292. And mention Sexy Liberal. Again, that's 1-800-685-1292 and mention Sexy Liberal. Thank you. Thank you for doing so. Hey, this is Randy Rhodes, host of the Randy Rhodes After Hours podcast. If you love this episode, you're going to love the whole show. Every week we talk about everything that matters to you, from our future as a democracy to our existence on this here planet. Find it all at sexyliberal.com on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, and anywhere and everywhere you get your podcast. The Bob Seska Show. The Bob Seska Show. Uh, this is arachnophilia. Change myself. And uh, I think we heard from these guys. Uh, it was either our first or second countdown, our first or second month playing independent music here. This is from the uh, Weight of Sound soundtrack. Love this. Okay, uh, bobseska.com slash music if you want to submit your independent uh, recordings to the show. All right, moving along here. Um, First of all, Trump announced on Monday that uh, effective immediately, all family planning clinics that receive taxpayer funding must stop referring women for abortions. So it's not enough to have the Hyde Amendment, which uh, the Hyde Amendment, uh, as we all know, bans any uh, federal funds from being used to finance abortion. For some reason that... uh, confounds me. I, don't, I still don't understand why that is. I don't know. It's it's working on me. I mean, I'm, I'm almost to the point where I don't even react to these things anymore. I mean, I do yeah. viscerally, yeah. Uh, but then I don't because it's just another thing. Mm. And it's just one thing after another thing after another thing. And if it's bad, yeah. he's doing it or has done it or is going to do it. And uh, so we're all, and this is maybe what, what he wanted uh, for us to just become virtually numb to it yeah absolutely uh, and, and numbed by it it's a uh, you know just a it's it's rope-a-dope you know we've just been beaten senseless with this stuff every every day several times a day uh comes some new horrifying piece of news about <laughs> how things are uh, you know uh, okay i'll stop <laughs> <laughs> well, we gotta get, great. Yeah. yeah we need Everything that is grand i got the whole wide world in the palm of my hand Shit. everything is perfect it's falling into place i can't seem to wipe this smile off my face stop the hammering yeah sing along all right no don't sing along so what me. we what we have to do is channel this anger mm-hmm. we must channel this anger uh continuing i guess to, to demand impeachment but but also focusing on 2020. Well, obviously, with this particular story, the the problem is not just uh, defunding these uh, clinics with regard to abortion. It, of course, is that these clinics do all kinds of other things. I mean, if you look at 
right. Planned Parenthood, for example, I think 97% of uh, their services involve non-abortion related uh, health care. Sure. And this includes things that save women's lives. I mean, that's why these Bob, clinics exist. They're doctors who do things like that, you know? When it when it comes to protecting fetuses, mm. uh, you know, they, they'll stop it. They'll stop at nothing. Uh, collateral damage means nothing that's right. if it's if it's about abortion. Yep. Uh, life begins at uh, conception and ends at birth. That is the <laughs> Republican yeah. way. Shrinking government down small enough so it fits into your uterus. That's uh, <laughs> that's the Republican policy. Yeah, and, I mean, that's, uh, that is absolutely the truth. So uh, who knows how many women are going to get screwed over uh, out of uh, important health care that maybe has nothing to do with abortion. Maybe you need right. uh, birth control because you have uh, uh, ovarian cysts or you... Mammograms. Yeah. Uh, just any endometriosis. I mean, all kinds of ailments are aided uh, and improved by things like birth control and other medical care that people need when Check they are sick right. or ill or some some sort of uh, disorder that they're experiencing. And, and now uh, none of these clinics are going to get any federal money if they just happen to also uh, have abortion services as part of their uh, menu of, uh, of health care there. Yeah, and it's always a very tiny percentage of what they do and so yeah there was the case of course with planned parenthood where i think it's three percent something like that Uh, right 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 yeah but you'd never know that by listening to the lies and so on and uh that brings us and and this is not even a segue but that brings us to the never trumper problem which i would have spent a a couple minutes here talking about the never trumpers i wrote a, a piece in salon today uh where i what i'm trying to do is hold this whole goddamn thing together. And I'm, I'm not putting the, well, the whole onus of, of this job on my own uh, shoulders, but I am doing my part to try to make sure that if there are potential Democratic votes, potential votes for the Democratic candidate, that we get as many of those votes as possible. Because what I'm sure. looking at are numbers that indicate that our elections now are really a matter of two, three points one way or another. In fact, mm-hmm. there were something like 45 House races, five Senate races in 2018 that were all decided with less than a 5% margin. So if you're okay with saying, ah, fuck those people and fuck those other people too, whether it's uh, the, the far left or never Trumpers or all points in between, then all you're doing is begging for the Democrats to lose and for Trump to be yeah. reelected. And, and if I may add to that, I would say that people need to know also that the middle has shrunk. The independent vote in the middle is not as big as it used to be because yes. there are more conservatives and more liberals and that, that middle ground has shrunk. And so it is a narrow percentage. It has become very small as the rest of the nation's become mm-hmm. more polarized. But please proceed. Yeah, well, here's the problem. The never-Trumpers are making it really difficult for the Democrats to accept their company, much much less their advice, which happens to be, and, and again, I know several of these never-Trumpers. I am friends with uh, Tom Nichols. We disagree on a lot of shit. We agree on a few things, but I just really have to take issue with this idea that um, they're trying to offer up helpful advice to the Democrats. What they're saying is embrace the middle, 
don't embrace the far left. And if you do that, well, you're just the idiots that we always thought you were. And to me, that's not the best way to coax support if you're, especially if you're the new kids at camp. <laughs> if you're the new kids at camp, you don't want to tell the other kids, well, you're all a bunch of fucking idiots who we pantsed for so many years anyway. That's not how you get your message through. And you also don't present a message in which you're asking the Democratic Party, which is no matter what you think, no matter how you may define it, the Democratic Party is a big tent party. There is a lot of, uh, of the spectrum that is occupied on the uh, Democratic side from the moderates, some conservative Democrats, all the way over to the squad and the far left and the Bernie people. And, and that's a gigantic tent of people. And then you got yeah. the center left where I kind of am. I'm on sort of the left end of the center left. And, uh, and you got to hold all these people together. I mean, obviously, if we've seen real world problems include the fact that the Democrats have to be energized. We have to be voting as one singular block to overpower the degree of propaganda that we see on the uh, on the Republican side and uh, just this blind loyalty to this cult leader, Donald Trump. And so knowing the emergency, knowing the way elections function, we've got to hold this together. And I don't think the never Trumpers are helping right now. What we need from the never Trumpers is not, well, we're here to save the day because you're all a bunch of fucking sniveling idiots. We don't need that. What we need from the never Trumpers is since they have been so involved and so ensconced in Republican politics for so many years, since they know where the hidden bases are, they know where the uh, hidden thermal exhaust shaft is in the Death Star, please tell us where that is. Let us know. Show us where the weaknesses are. Show us how we can use what the Republicans are doing against them. Where are the areas where we can find uh, a place to outflank the Republicans, where we can turn their guns against them? Give us some helpful advice instead of couching it all in. You're stupid and you're a losing loser. <laughs> That's not okay. going to work. All right. I want to try to catch up here because I'm okay. not sure I understood all of that. Um, uh, what is it that the Never Trumpers are, have said or are saying that offends you? I, I, I it wasn't clear on that point. <laughs> I'm not sure no, if I'm, you're I'm, serious. I'm, no, I am. I'm, I'm deadly serious. Okay. Well, yeah. the, the Never Trumpers are saying, uh, vote for Joe Biden. Um, okay. And, and and disavow anyone who's to the left of Joe Biden. Don't I even see. don't even think about okay. praising AOC or the rest of the squad. All Don't, right. And by the way, if you argue with any of our views, any of our advice, well, uh, you're just, we're just going to pull your okay. pants down and- Okay, you, okay, that, yeah, yeah, I got that part, yeah. Uh, okay, so the last part of that was was not good, although the first part of it I, I would sort of expect from never-Trumpers, yeah. that if you're going to vote Democrat- vote Biden because that's somebody they could live with and maybe we should take that into account. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, you're the guy who's always said we should try to get along with Never Trump, as you were just saying. You know, we certainly need their votes. Uh, so I'm surprised a little bit that uh, we wouldn't be trying to make peace with them on, on some of this. And and I love your idea about asking them for help, I, but, I, but again, you lost me on what it is they're helping us find. 
what they're they intimately understand how the Republican Party machine works. There have got to be okay. weaknesses right. in that machine, areas okay. that the Democrats can exploit. And what we need I to see. know is where those weaknesses are. Where are those yeah. weak spots? How can we, you know, outflank their media well, strategy or deal with their this, propaganda? How do we get past this, that? This could be tricky because never Trumpers are Republicans. I mean, and so they're going to they're going to revert to that uh, political philosophy. Uh, they're they're still Republicans at heart. Uh, and and I, you got to remember that, you know, I mean, yeah. not only do we, we disagree with them on on many policy issues, as you were saying earlier about your friends, uh, but they're they're going to. They're, they're still going to do what scorpions do. You know, they're, they're still going to, uh, they're going to, in the end, they're going to be Republicans. Yeah. And, and so you kind of got to give them some leeway if you, you know, and not when it comes to the insults that, that part wasn't necessary, uh, on their part, but, uh, none of the rest of it terribly surprises me. And, uh, but, uh, but I do think you're onto something with reaching out to say, Hey, is there anything you guys can tell us? Uh, if you really wanted to help get rid of Trump, you would share with us some uh, some of the party secrets or some of the organizational secrets that would uh, strategy secrets that would help us beat this back. I would say a good many of them, whether it's Jennifer Rubin or Tom Nichols and, and some of the other more prominent ones, uh, Rick Wilson and so on, but certainly not Nicole Wallace. She's another never-Trumper who has abandoned the Republican Party, abandoned right. some of the tenets of conservatism that they uh, uh, used to subscribe to, and now kind of are in that middle area where they're moving right. maybe slowly toward the Democratic side, maybe voting for Democrats, but not mm-hmm. uh, identifying as a Democrat yet. Right. And, and I doubt that some of them will ever identify as a Democrat because they Maybe. because of their opinion of the Democratic Party being these feckless losers. And and that's what we get. And that's the problem with the advice they're giving, because it's all couched in. Again, if you don't listen to our advice, you're a bunch of feckless losers. That's that's where they I, go wrong. Know, I just, and that's I where just don't think that speaks for every and uh, never Trumper. It may speak for some, but I, I, I haven't seen evidence that speaks for every never Trumper. Oh, well. Spend a little more time on Twitter, Buzz, <laughs> because no, it's, I assure how you, I maintain my sanity. Yeah, well, I mean, let's see. For example, here, I mean, and this is again, this is one example out of out of many. Um, this is something that you hear from Rick Wilson in particular, and Rick Wilson being one of the more prominent Never Trumpers. And you also see, you know what, you know where you can find this point of view all over the place is the Bulwark, which is now the official publication of the Never Trumpers. This was founded by Charlie Sykes, who we see on MSNBC quite a bit. Uh, Rick Wilson is part of it. Uh, I think Bill Kristol is part of it. And it's all, again, the dominating point of view is, Here's what you need to do, Democrats. And if you deny any of this being true, or, or if you don't want to listen to us, you're well, you're a bunch of losers. Like here's Rick Wilson uh, responding to you know just a random liberal in his uh, Twitter feed. Uh, the, the liberal says, hey, progressives, this conservative Republican has a plan for you to win. Coincidentally, the plan aligns with his own beliefs and desires. And then Rick Wilson responds, which is, I think, an understandable reaction to the never Trumpers. We don't trust them because they used to play for the other team. So what yeah, I'm trying to do is get us to a place where we can, if, if even if we don't trust them, we can accept their advice as being helpful. 
if the advice is actually helpful. And so far, it hasn't been. But here's how Rick Wilson responded to this guy. He said, no, it aligns with 30 years of taking your fucking lunch money, you dolt. So basically what he's saying is, I know what works. Listen to me. And if you deny what I say, if you disagree with what I have to say, well, you're just a bunch of fucking losers and we're just going to take your fucking lunch money like we always used to. And I either just delete that or move on. Yeah, but it's still... (laughs) But regardless of whether you delete it, it people are still reading it. This tweet had 1.4 thousand likes and 195 yeah. retweets from from Rick Wilson, and that's one of his lesser uh, viewed uh, uh, endeavors here on Twitter. But uh, the, the fact is, is that you know it's important to the future of this country that we reach a place where we are working with people who at least agree with us that Trump has got to be bottled up and thrown overboard for the rest of history, that he needs to be humiliated out of existence. You know, this is a typical speech for me, but the fact remains that we have common ground with these guys. They are, right. for the most part, going to vote for Democrats. In fact, Tom Nichols have to Oh no, I was just gonna say Tom Nichols said the other day, in fact, that he would vote for a ham sandwich if it had a D after their name uh, right, right. on election day. And and but that that's fine. But if you're going around advising Democrats like in this tone of voice, don't be surprised when Democrats go I don't want to listen to a goddamn thing that you have to say. I don't want to follow any of that advice. And then suddenly we're separating ourselves again and walling ourselves off from people who can help in an era in which two or three percentage points makes or breaks an election. I mean, how many tens of thousands of votes in Michigan, Pennsylvania and Wisconsin that we could have used maybe some help there? Uh, You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah, it was close enough that that every every group of voters makes a difference. But, you know, I, I, I just... I, if if they're never if they are indeed never Trumpers, then they will vote against Trump. And if they want to insult me in the meantime, I'm okay with that as long as they still vote against Trump. Yeah. So I just I I my advice: ignore the insults. Uh, who cares? I, I mean, I they may have a lot of followers, and I know that that sort of language and behavior is popular these days because it's good to be tough and John Wayne like. But uh, but it, it just it rolls off of me like water off a duck. Well, I, that's fine. Uh, I, I wish you were more indicative of the rest of the coalition. But I, it's, at this point, uh, there are a lot of people who are just like, I have no interest in dealing with these guys whatsoever. And, you know, when you're trying to put together uh, and I mean, you're trying to herd cats here you're trying to herd cats here and i don't think you i don't think you can do that if they're already anti-trump then your job with them is done oh well then you know? then why even bother why don't we just let well I mean, let's you, work on if, if they're already anti-trump then let's go work on somebody who's not well yeah and that's also something that needs to happen but what i'm saying right. here is in order to create presidential level reforms even constitutional level reforms with constitutional amendments that prevent another donald trump from stepping through and a donald trump 2.0 is going to be far worse than donald trump 1.0 if history is any indicator so what we have to do 
And I couldn't believe in this more. And obviously, for my tone of voice, I do. Um, I think that the only way to get those reforms is to have some Republican help. And it, it, even sure. if it's even if it's not fully represented on the floor of the Senate or the floor of House of Representatives, there is a media voice that is important from never Trumpers. You can't get anything done unless you form a coalition to broaden the voter base for support for that particular initiative. And in order to fix all of this crap, we're going to need these people. Whether you like it or not, whether you accept the the Never Trump uh, point of view or not, whether you even even accept that they're uh, playing on the level. And I know many people who believe that they're nothing but double agents and they're doing the work of the Republican Party like they always have. Um, The fact is that without that help, none of this happens. Or it it becomes less likely to to happen. The reforms become... Uh, more difficult to attain without a few Republican votes, and uh, and I don't and I don't mean to dismiss anything you've said here. I, everything you said is valid. It's maybe uh, more a question of ordering priorities. If they're already going to vote against Trump, then that part's taken care of. That, that's my feeling. And and as far as your concerns going forward about Trump 2.0, right now I'm more concerned about Trump 1.0. Mm-hmm. Right now the fire let's it, that's the fire we might have, and yes, that will need to be addressed. We want to prevent. Trump 2.0, but the first thing we should do is put out this fire, is to put out this Trump 1.0, whether it be by impeachment or by election or or both, which would be wonderful. Yeah. I, I just, I your your concern is valid. I just think we're getting ahead of ourselves here when we get we get into some of that. I and like I said, if these well, guys it's, it's, never it's, Trumpers are, yeah. I mean, it's not getting ahead of ourselves. It's all part of the same whole. The, the part of the whole it begins with securing votes for 2020, uh, or even for that matter, votes in this coming up election, which is an, an off year election where you have local, right. state, local elections too. But it's it's not only just a matter of accumulating those votes in a present sense but there's also uh-huh. a future consideration too where you know it's all the things i yes. was just saying um but the, the the caveat here is they haven't cast their ballots yet buzz they haven't voted for democrats That's yet true and if That's we're true. sitting here going ah fuck those people and they're going ah fuck you right. people then, right. then suddenly well, then, we're fractured and the election then, becomes less tenable especially maybe- knowing the margins that we're going to be dealing with then maybe we shouldn't engage in that. Yeah. Like I said, I think if they hurl insults, uh, look away. Uh, you know, I, we don't have to respond to that. Uh, engage with them where you can, when you can, and ignore the insults. Yeah. Continue to reach out to them and and to try to build that coalition. And it's it's you know what it's like dealing with Iran uh, because Iran is going to keep screaming death to America even as they sit down at a negotiating table. Uh, that's because that's just the nature of the beast, and I think that's the nature of this never Trump beast as well. Uh, I, I just think if you, you're going to need a tougher skin. We're going to need a, a harder shell yeah. uh, to, 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 to let this stuff roll off of us. If you do, in fact, want to work with these folks, if you do want to make sure you have, then then no one will engage with them when it becomes insult time. Yeah. Find common ground where you can and be like Barack Obama and uh, disregard the insults. Be above the insults. That would be my advice. Sure. And that's certainly valid advice. And I think that's valid advice that, uh, that we should all take to heart. But at the same time, they got to do their job, too. 
we can sit here and go, you know what, we're not going to let it affect us, but you know, they have some uh, some polling to do as well, and that polling uh, involves you know presenting useful advice rather than shitty advice that makes us a little bit more like Trump, which is I kind of I kind of get the sense that they're dragging. Uh, Democrats to the right and of course Democrats are going to bristle at that and then when it's couched sure. in insulting language that doesn't help either and uh, right. you know and certainly we can have a thicker skin about that but at the same time uh, the reality is is that we're not and the, and from what I'm getting from the readout I see in comments uh, I see on Twitter on a regular basis see from people I talk to personally ah fuck Bob what are you talking why are you defending these never Trumpers they're nothing but fuckwads and 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 they're uh, ruining everything <laughs> You know, we need to crusade against them. We need to insult them and we need to scold them. And so it's, you know, here I am trying to hold everything together, knowing, again, the incredible tear stakes. your arms out. Yeah, well, the, the all-hands-on-deck emergency that we're dealing with and, and people are still picking and choosing who they choose, decide to align with, which is just uh, foolish to me. I think we need to uh, get all the help we can get, given the, uh, the nature of the emergency and given the wafer-thin margins of our elections these days. It just makes sense to, uh, to go down that road. You know, I, I have to, to uh, go down another probably controversial road here, uh, which is to uh, to wonder why the hell we spent so much time calling Julian Assange a journalist when especially knowing what we know now. And uh, I want to get to the CNN story about how uh, Assange turned the Ecuadorian embassy into his own personal uh, skiff, <laughs> in which he right. could communicate top secret uh, deals and, and exchange files with the Russians. So we're going to talk about that in uh, just a few seconds after we uh, take a break for this. You can't always get a clean you can feel good about inside and out unless you're using Bubble Genius Bath and Body Products. See, Bubble Genius is a woman-owned small business proudly creating our vegan-friendly products in America and supporting other U.S. businesses by buying our ingredients and supplies from them as often as possible. Plus, you'll be hard-pressed to find packaging as recyclable as ours. Visit BubbleGenius.com and check out our cause-related items, too, like our global warming soap and a lot more. We donate our proceeds for those items to worthy causes, like organizations combating climate change and mountaintop removal mining. Good stuff like that. We also send our products to the troops overseas through our Buy a Soldier a Shower campaign. Because the least we can do is keep them smiling and smelling great, right? So visit BubbleGenius.com and feel good and clean. Bubble Genius, doing our part to make the world a better place, one bathtub at a time. That's BubbleGenius.com. Bob Seska. I have uh, listened to this song no fewer than, I would say, at least three dozen times in the past 48 hours. This is the Bitter Elegance calling you out. Link in the description. Go and buy this album, goddammit. It's wonderful. What a wonderful, wonderful album. It's a very now sound. I mean, I I know this sounds trite, but it's a very now sound. It It is. It represents how... You know, the music we like and how we feel right now. Mm, no doubt, no doubt. All right. Um, Julian Assange. Um, I have to say, and this is one of the things that I am confused about, and I, I think I need some sort of explanation 
maybe you can help Buzz. I don't know. Because what really confuses me is when... I'm not going to make any friends by saying this, but I got to say it. I got to say it. A few months ago, uh, when Espionage Act uh, charges were filed against Julian Assange by the Justice Department, um, there was all kinds of, oh, shit, why is this happening? Julian Assange is a journalist who must be protected by the First Amendment. And why isn't he? Why, oh, why? And then I hear stories like this where, you know, specifically uh, Rachel Maddow uh, a few months ago was part of that chorus of people going why is this happening we must defend julian assange from this and okay. then we hear this story where julian assange has basically been using uh the ecuadorian embassy as his own personal link up to the russians and, and russian intelligence to right. be a courier for all these top secret stolen documents and so on uh, emails and whatever and with the, the, all and- the things that we've been hearing yeah and while we knew, you know, we had a pretty good idea this was what was going on, this story from CNN reveals all of the juicy details and, and just how extremely powerful and sophisticated this equipment setup was. Yeah, yeah. And, and then last night, Rachel did her A block. Uh, or not, it was not last night, but the night before. Rachel did her A block on Julian Assange and about this specific story. New documents obtained exclusively by CNN reveal that WikiLeaks founder Julian Assange received in-person deliveries, potentially of hacked materials related to the 2016 U.S. election during a series of suspicious meetings at the Ecuadorian embassy in London. There were dozens of people going in and out of Julian Assange area of that uh, embassy installing all kinds of tech, new cables, wires, all kinds of shit where he can uh, more effectively communicate with presumably the Russians. These doc- and many of these installations occurred just prior to some document release. Yes, absolutely. Uh, the documents build on the possibility raised by special counsel Robert Mueller in his reporting on Russian meddling that couriers brought hacked files to Assange at the embassy, the surveillance reports also describe how Assange turned the embassy into a command center and orchestrated a series of damaging disclosures that rocked the 2016 presidential campaign. Uh, the stunning details come from hundreds of surveillance reports compiled for the Ecuadorian government by UC Global, which is a private Spanish security company. And these documents obviously obtained by CNN. They chronicle Assange's movements and provide an unprecedented window into his life at the embassy. And so, again, I go back to my original thesis, which is how are we able to square this idea that Assange is a journalist versus Assange as an operative for the Russian government in its attack against the United States in something that we know is an attack? Yes. And that's that's exactly why I'm asking, because I want to get this explained. I, I, I need to be set straight on this if I'm wrong. First of all, not everybody uh, views or labels Julian Assange as a journalist. Okay. Uh, and and uh, so, some will. His defense certainly will mm-hmm. uh, in, in this case. And uh, they certainly will pursue a First Amendment case. Now, this is the scary part. Even though Assange isn't a journalist, he, is, he, he will claim he is such. His defense will claim he is such. Yep. Conservatives will claim he is such as uh, they pursue this First Amendment case. The reason uh, Rachel was correctly uh, up in arms about this 
is because this case, even though he isn't a journalist, it will be used to suppress journalism, yep. that it will be used against journalists. So, no, there's, I mean, there's been, there was at one time, I think, a pervasive uh, uh, perception that Assange was a journalist. It became clear over the years as he uh, began to do uh, some rather heinous things to ours and other governments uh, that, that really didn't contribute to the public good, uh, that he was nobody's friend. And uh, that that, uh, that he was a danger to to all, and, and, and it certainly proved to be the case with the United States. Uh, so I think that eroded a lot. And uh, hopefully, this uh, great revelation by CNN and the case that will ensue uh, will help erase any remaining perception that Assange is a journalist. In the meantime. Uh, they're going to try to use this case uh, to go after journalists, which is why the alarm. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I know that makes sense. I think that absolutely makes sense. And that is kind of the explanation that I was looking for. We're going to use this against Julian Assange as a gateway to using it to act for, against actual journalists, against, uh, you know, reporters for the New York Times, for example, who receive uh, classified documents through a source. Right. Um, and, okay, so that makes perfect sense the, again the only issue i have is when that particular explanation is blurred and people start to uh categorize uh falsely i believe julian assange yeah. as being somehow uh part of the the journalistic method which i don't nothing here especially in this cnn article much less anything else that we've observed over the past two and a half years has indicated that this guy behaves like a journalist i mean if you right. want the protections and, of being a journalist act like a journalist and as you said this reveal on his equipment uh in, in that uh, ecuadorian embassy this reveal uh cinches yeah. Uh, that he was more than a journalist, he was a spy. And, yeah. uh, uh, you know, a, 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 an active, a covert spy. Yep, o yep. Overt spy. Mm -hmm. Well, you know, one thing before we uh, wrap up here as the music plays us out. Uh, Roger Stone has been banned by banned by this judge, uh, Amy Berman Jackson, uh, is, from, is from social media. Is still alive? Is Roger Stone still alive? I am... I, I never see him or hear him anyway, so uh, we're really going to notice his absence. He was uh, he went to court today wearing a seersucker suit because, of course, he's Roger Stone. Right. Uh, and then he went in and uh, the judge banned him from using social media, which I don't yeah. know. How, how do you enforce that when you've allowed him? How, how Amy Berman Jackson has allowed him to uh, to violate his gag order time after time after time this seems like a slap on the wrist when he needs to just be thrown in jail exactly that's the ridiculous part of this is uh, no more social media for you young man that's right taking away your twitter password god damn it yeah, that's right you're not grounded but you can't use facebook anymore yeah glenn kirshner tweeted earlier he said uh, i was in court today for the roger stone hearing judge jackson found stone violated her media contact gag order multiple times however the prosecutor's didn't ask that his release be revoked, nor did they ask for any punishment. Right. The judge banned Stone from all social media. So, do you also sense a little bit of uh, Bill Barr's taint in all of this? <laughs> I I do. Our, yeah, I do. Uh, a pass for him from our legal system, and also Bill, our, le our, le our legal our legal system has him right where he wants them. <laughs> Jesus. 
So, I, you know, I believe at some point in the not too distant future, maybe uh, the next 48 hours, 72 hours, maybe a week, maybe two weeks, who knows, we're going to find out that Bill Barr ordered prosecutors to go easy on Roger Stone with regard to this gag order. Like, Entirely like, possible. Why would shut they, everything else down. Yeah. Why would they not ask that he be tossed in jail, that he be sanctioned by this judge for continuously violating this order? I mean, the leniency, especially in context knowing that... Uh, Eric Garner was choke-held to death for offenses far less grievous than this. Selling cigarettes on the street, my God. If you're a Patreon subscriber, we'll play the happy music for you in the post-mortem show. (laughs) I think we need it. Yeah. All right, Buzz Burbank, uh, news and comment. Every Thursday, it is the best hour of news all week. BuzzBurbank.com, also RealmNetwork.com. Subscribe and listen wherever you get your podcasts. And also make sure to subscribe to all of the Sexy Liberal programs, sexyliberal.com. All right, that's the show. We'll see you tomorrow, folks. Bye-bye. One, two, three, four. Those are numbers, but you already knew that. If you want to know what number you're going to pay each month for your car, use Kelly Blue Book My Wallet on AutoTrader. They're really good at numbers. AutoTrader.